was yeah, I was doing band practice last night, and so some of my things got moved around. I'm like, uh, did I do that right? <laughs> and then I was looking That's this right. morning for the Zoom link. I said, I can't remember if I sent him the Zoom link or not. So it might have been my fault. <laughs> it usually is. I always blame. That's me. right. <laughs> I get blamed. That's okay. <laughs> it must be quite early there. It'd be like quarter past eight in the morning. Yep, eight eight sixteen. You guys are twelve hours ahead, right? Yeah, I can imagine so. Yeah, no, it's um quarter past eight at night at the moment. Yeah, it's been a hectic week because I've um had studies and mm. um I finished all my exams and passed, so I was very happy. Well, congratulations. What are you studying for? Uh, nursing. No, okay. I was about to ask, do you get to do music full time, or is that part of your? Uh... Oh, it's just a hobby of mine. Okay. In the day. Okay. Yeah. I might say I'm I'm getting ready my day to get started. Well, you're you'll be starting your actual work week when you wake up. Me, I'm yeah. still Sunday. <laughs> so my wife says you got to cut the grass today. I was like, I know. I've got I've got a couple podcasts, but I'll get the grass cut. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. As long as uh, making the wife happy, that's all. <laughs> right. Well, I'm on my second marriage. I learned from the first. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> that's all right. Oh, yeah, so how's this interview going to work exactly? It's pretty simple. Uh, what we're doing right now is have a conversation. Um, I'll pull up Spotify so we can listen to music because I know you're with Zoom. It's funny. When I do the interviews here at the house or at the gazebo, I always do like let them play live. But like when I do it over Zoom, every time I've tried that, it doesn't work very well. So we it always muffles the sound. So what we do is okay. yeah. share the screen and we'll listen to a couple of your songs. And then ah, perfect. What I like to do, I started doing now is well, um, so it's kind of a way to pay it forward. Is you just tell me of an artist or a songwriter, independent, somebody that you know that maybe we haven't heard, and we'll play their song at the end. Okay, perfect. Sounds right. good. Pretty simple. You ready to roll? Awesome. Yeah. All right, everybody, this is the Georgia Songbirds, and we are here with it's Greg, right from In Demand. Yes, that's correct. Introduce yourself, Greg. Yes. So my name is Greg and I'm from In Demand. We are a virtual bar, a band. Uh, we've got our singers from America and Las Vegas, producer who's from Canada and uh, the master engineer who's from Colombia. Uh, we are, so I write the songs based on um, things that have happened in my life and also um, things that are going on in the world today, as well as like past relationships and vice versa. And um, yeah, and I came across um, Ricardo, who's the producer, uh, who makes the backing tracks for me uh, about in 2018. Um, I had been writing songs since I was 16 uh, through music class in high school, and I wanted to um, see if there was a way of making my songs come to life, the lyrics come to life. And I came across um, uh, Ricardo's uh, Fiverr page and Ray liked the way he produced a lot of the music okay. and had a few ideas. And then from there, it kind of expanded uh, from a, um, working with Ricardo and becoming friends from there as well. And... Yeah. Yeah, and funny enough, um, the singer, Ryan White Maloney, um, I had listened to a lot of his music through The Voice on America, mm-hmm. and um, he had this voice where um, it was very 
mesmerizing and it was country with a bit of a rock style and I really wanted to hear what his take would be on for one of my songs called Whatever It Takes which I wrote based on COVID-19 the world's going in the world today how we could come together as one to work together to get over the hurdles in our life and uh you mentioned a couple things in there uh one guys if you haven't noticed I mean you're used to my accent but uh he's from Australia so <laughs> it's, it's yes. 12 hours over there difference <laughs> yeah it is uh but you also yeah. mentioned uh Fiverr I kind of heard horror stories about that how does how does that work and it did it did it I guess it worked for you but uh yeah, did you have any issues with it going through with it and kind of explain what that is yeah, so Fiverr is a platform where you've got um, different vibes. So it could be you look for graphic design work or uh, looking for a producer for music or business ideas and vice versa. And how what I was looking for in Ideal was trying to find a producer that worked within the, the genre that I wanted to place myself in, mm-hmm. which was the pop rock vibe. And I tried one or two producers and it was kind of horror (laughs) because the sounds they had on their page um, weren't the sounds they produced for me. Oh, wow. Okay. um, So I could tell from there it was kind of bad in the terms of um, they weren't truthful to their word. Mm. So then I came across um, Riggs' page and Ricardo's page and he had this beautiful cinematic type of sound with the piano and it kind of, and then I kind of had the idea where I could get him to do more acoustic stuff from what I wanted to work with. And then from there, um, he sent me a backing track and I was mesmerized from day one. And from there we've worked really well as a team since 2018 till now. And I still being, um, and we've created this friendship as well along the way. Like, uh, like he'll send me awesome, funny videos of like cats and uh, dogs and vice versa and funny soccer videos. And, you know, and then from there, it's been pretty good. But in the beginning, it was, um, it was all about finding the right sound that I wanted. Mm-hmm. And the first album called Beer Man, um, it took about three years to actually come up with the right concept because we tried different sounds. And then, after the three years, I kind of figured what sound I wanted and then came up with a pop rock with a bit of country and R&B type of style. Now, you mentioned earlier, you said something, you said virtual band, right? So how does how does Correct. that work? How do you play gigs? How do you get together? I mean, obviously, we're doing Zoom, so I know you can do it that way. Yeah. <laughs> how does that work on your end? How does that work? So how it works is um, I would write the songs, and I would communicate with rigs of basically we don't do any gigs at all. So uh, this is kind of a hobby of mine that I do on the side, but it's been like a passion of mine as well for a number of years. So as I was mentioned before, um, I would communicate with rigs on how I would like to set up with the music to go. And then um, after the music uh, has been made, the backing track, I would communicate with a singer, if it's Ryan or Jason, or I've got a couple of singers that I like to use. And um, I'll communicate with the singer saying, this is how I want the songs to sound vocally. And then they'll send their uh, vocal stems back to me. Then Riggs will mix them. And then there's a mastering engineer I like to use, who's Camillo. And he will master the songs. And 
Camillo has been a very good attribute to um, in demand because he's won three Grammy awards for mastering engineering. Wow. And he's very patient within his work as well, because um, in the beginning I thought, because I don't know much about mix and mastering and how it all works. Cause I just like to write lyrics right. <laughs> and, <laughs> and um, Camillo would write down briefly of how um, uh, like on his end, when he's listening to the track on with his speakers, he can hear what needs to be fixed and what doesn't need to be fixed. And then he'll relay that message to Ricardo and then he'll edit that part for the mixing. Okay. So then it makes the mastering um, to make the brightest sound for the mastering part. Yeah. And as far as the virtual band, it's basically um, you've got Ricardo as the producer, myself as the writer, and then you've got various singers that sing the songs. Okay. And then it kind of forms as a virtual band, that type of sense. See that that's really cool. And it, to me, it's, I would have thought, I mean, I know because when you do like songwriting that you, a lot of times now you can just zoom it and you sit there and you get on a zoom meeting and you write together and then you send in the wave files, but it, it, it shows that for, if you have a passion for music, you can do it no matter how, however you want to do it. Now you could do it. And as much as I think that social media and all that stuff is kind of watered down uh music it's also gave people very um unique innovations on how to make music together because i would have never thought about making a virtual i wouldn't even know how to start with i mean like we was talking (laughs) earlier like you're studying to to be a nurse see i own a a pest control company that's my day job this i do for hobby because i I love music and i love talking to people so i'll one day find a way to make money out of it but i don't do it for that i do it because i want to and the same thing with music. I got a band. I play. I do it because I want to. Do we get paid a lot? No. If I did, I'd be at a gig right now. And, <laughs> but I'm not. And I, I, I'm yeah. trying to find gigs. So I think that's so cool, though, that, that you can sit down and and people from all over the world and just make music and send it out. And I think that's really cool. Ah, thank you. It's um, it's it's something that I never really thought of beforehand until one of the songs, whatever it takes, when I did with Ryan and Riggs, mm. it kind of showed a way of, okay, this is something pretty good. And it kind of fought from there to making an album from there. And that's where Ryan came up with the idea, why don't we just form a band? And I came up with the name In Demand. Mm. And that's how it came along. And then like, okay, let's try <laughs> this. <laughs> and for the past um, four years now, we've been, that's what we've been doing really now what happened i'm gonna ask you this question what happens if it takes off and you guys because i know michael how i found your music he sent he sent it to me and i like put on like on the new music monday and the earning countdown but uh what happens if it takes off you guys are gonna quit your day jobs and come together as a real band and go tour <laughs> is that the dream <laughs> that's a that's a very good question <laughs> like it would be an awesome dream if that is the case because obviously it's been a very good ho- big hobby of mine but um, like I'm really enjoying the course I'm doing at the moment, nursing. But um, like there's only one opportunity in a lifetime to do something like that to go and tour and um, share music to everyone else. And 
I do play a guitar and drums, so I could be behind the drum kit and uh, <laughs> playing my songs and hopefully seeing um, a crowd, um, seeing the lyrics that I wrote and to see Riggs and Ryan um, enjoying playing the instruments while we're playing to the crowd, which will be a dream come true. Now, since you play guitar stuff, do you go out and play like open mics in Australia? Do they have stuff like that there? They do have that kind of stuff over here, but um, living in Perth, it's kind of um, a small city. Like, mm -hmm. yes, there's around 2 million people, but it's kind of like everyone knows each other, if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. And so, I'm yeah. sure in America, you've got uh, like New York City, which probably got 10 to 11 million people or more, maybe 20 million. And they don't and, like each other. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and you hear about it, Brooklyn and <laughs> the Bronx and... Yeah, but like um, uh, Australia is very welcoming type of community, and um, yeah, but it's it's very it's very good here. But music scene is very quiet in the sense of that. I think everybody gets their uh, visual of Australia from Crocodile Dundee. I know I do. <laughs> and we all think <laughs> it's all bars and open land. <laughs> no, it's not like that. <laughs> Don't take away my dream, Greg. <laughs> no but like um no australia it's got beautiful beaches it's very touristic and the people in general you get um a walk in the life type of people and they're very welcoming okay type of uh, crew yeah that's gonna be that's on my bucket list to come to australia that's one of the places you know because <laughs> I, I also but i also know that you guys got more killer bugs than, than i think anybody in the world. mosquitoes are a pain <laughs> Oh, we got mosquitoes if, here, but man, you guys got like stuff that'll kill you. Oh yeah. Uh trapdoor spiders, you got them in Sydney, you got the snakes. Oh snakes. Like you call rattlesnakes and stuff, but we've got plenty more yes. <laughs> snakes around. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in the summer, are they everywhere? So see that, um, that's my biggest fear right there. I don't know if I could come and have snakes all around me. I'd be freaking out like because when I was a kid, I got thrown in the lake and when my dad taught me how to swim, it's funny. I, I was telling his buddy a story this earlier. Um, when they taught me to swim, they threw me in the lake and okay, swim. That's how you learn. Well, he did that and a water moccasin popped up behind me and he had to jump in and save me because a snake, I don't know if you have a water moccasin there, but it's a snake. It's a poisonous snake here. We only have a few okay. and that's one of them. And it popped up behind me when I'm trying to learn to swim. <laughs> yeah. Over here, we've got the sharks. So it's, uh, it's very big over here with the sharks. So the great whites, uh, yeah, you don't want to become, uh, uh, you want to be friends with the sharks, but you don't want to be <laughs> on the other side of the sharks, though. And they, have, um, yeah. Have you ever that asked me a question? Because that's one of another bucket list thing. My wife wants me to go hiking. Well, if you're going, if I got to go hiking with you, because I'm not a hiker, then you got to go do these other activities I want to do. And one of them was getting in the short cage. Now, have you ever okay. done anything like that here? <laughs> no, I've never done that. But I know a few of my friends who have actually done that before and um i think they're a bit crazy but <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> just uh between you and i but um yeah like it's like it's one of those things where like if someone's scared of heights or anything like that it's to try to conquer your fear mm -hmm. it's yeah and i'm sure you do you get alligators in um america don't you we do we have alligators yeah. and crocodiles yeah more so in florida and like the um, South Georgia, get them too, though. Uh, nice. I think, yeah, crocodiles we don't really get here in Perth, but um, up north in Darwin, there's plenty of um, crocodiles over there. They even have like a crocodile park, I think. 
So yeah. I, it's like everybody got a crocodile hunter. Everybody remembers him, you know, Steve Irwin, that he would just jump on a crocodile. Like, yeah, so there's always a joke Bill Ingle used to make. He said when he would, because he was alive, he's making this joke. And he goes, he would jump over the crocodile and close, put his hands over his eyes. Like, what is that? Oh, yeah. You got to guess who I am before I eat you. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> that guy was so funny. I, I miss him. He, he, was, uh, he was so much fun to watch. I remember there was a video trending on Facebook where um, in America they had this crocodile that was in the community and it was just like on the side of the road. But the only way they could actually get it back to the lake was trying to grab it, putting it into the bin. And then they reeled the bin towards the lake and then turned the bin out over. So then the crocodile couldn't go back into the lake. Huh. So they were fearing for their lives, obviously, because um, they didn't know what the crocodile was going to do to uh, in the community. <laughs> Yeah, that's a, that's a wild animal. That's that's <laughs> no yeah. thank you. That's why I, there's stories about uh, gators all the time in Florida. Like people go outside in their pool and they're just laying in the pool. So that's that's that's. I think Florida is probably the most dangerous state here <laughs> for that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. oh no, maybe I don't want to go to Florida now. <laughs> I still want to come to Australia. I just kind of have to wear like something like the you you seen the big old dog suits like so the dogs don't attack you. I'll have to wear oh, that yeah. while walking through <laughs> Australia so I don't get bit by a snake. <laughs> I just uh in summer you see them on the pathways if you go near the beach or um just if you go hikes and stuff but like at the end of the day um they're more scared of you than you are of them mm-hmm. if you're making a bit of um a sound with your your feet and you're stomping on the ground then it scares them away so <laughs> that's the your advantage they always say that but I think my scream is higher than theirs I'm just saying uh <laughs> Does <laughs> it feel like your balls dropping out? <laughs> yes, that's the only time you gonna hear me scream like a girl. My my wife is is like that with spiders. I don't care. Spiders don't bother me. I do that for yeah. a living. So snake, she she yeah. she doesn't have problems. She like kicked a snake one time just to get it away, and it came flying at me. I screamed so high, I so mad at her. She just dying laughing. Amazing. <laughs> Well, oh, let's let's hear one of your songs. So, like this part, I, I will always will will listen to it. I'll share the screen and, and mute us so you can hear it too. Uh, oh, but as a songwriter myself, I like to hear stories. So, uh, first, what song do you want to hear? And you got to tell me a story behind it. Okay, so um, "Be a Man" I think could be a perfect start. Um, okay. So, "Be a Man" was basically a song I wrote about. Um, about a relationship between myself and a girl and what happened was I had moved to Melbourne at the time Mm -hmm. and uh, I was missing the girl and um, things a bit up and down the relationship so then I came back for her and then um, uh, things kind of went pear-shaped and she I read the SMS and it was a breakup SMS <laughs> and um, basically um, the song relates to I moved back for the girl hoping uh, that we can work things out and then she left me for another guy so <laughs> yeah <laughs> I found out later so yeah <laughs> I have an idea for a song but it's not that nice now now <laughs> I'm hearing that right, I'm yeah. gonna mute us and I'm gonna hit uh, no play be a man so just when you hear it give me a thumbs up Yep, sure.
<laughs> I, I like that. Um, listening to it, I've, I've heard that song before, but sitting here listening to it closer, I don't know why it made me think of Nick Lachey in 98 Degrees. It just did. It's just that, is that Ryan singing? That's Ryan singing, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, it's got that, that, I don't know, it has this kind of a tone to it. I like that. It was a good song. Thank you. Because Ryan's um, preferred style is more like country type of music. That's mm-hmm. the kind of music that he writes. But he's also on Fiverr as well. So he does all different types of genres. And from being on The Voice, he had to sing different genres as well, not just giving to his own lane. 
Yeah. Yeah. But um, the reason why I liked Ryan's voice is because his versatility and his vocals and the way he pronounces the words as well and how he puts all that kind of emotion into the vocals. Whereas um, you've got other singers like, let's just call it like Chris Brown, for example. He's a, a R&B, hip-hop, pop artist who can be versatile, but he can't really bring in the other type of genres in, like if it was, um, say, rock, for example. Right. Whereas Ryan can bring in the pop, the R&B, the rock, and a bit of soul as well. And um, yeah, so he's very underrated as a singer, but uh, but if he was brought into the limelight of others, they can see the versatility in his voice where it kind of shines and shows um, what kind of a amazing singer that he has and the vocal range that he has. So yeah, and I'm glad you said that because <clears throat> enunciation is one of the keys is the key to singing, and that's always been my problem. Because with my my voice when I talk, it's saying the same thing. It's, it's coming out as country, so it's because it just that's just the accent I have. I can't figure how to change it. So I'm glad yeah. you said that because that is a I've gotten that a lot. That is a key thing that people you have to understand what they're singing. Yeah, of course, yeah. Because <clears throat> I I remember when I first started Fiverr. I really like trying to find singers with a different accent because it kind of shows a different side to the song. And um, whereas um, when I tried that, I realized it wasn't the right thing. <laughs> no, because when you sing, like a... there's no accent. It's supposed yeah. to be. That's what it's supposed <laughs> to be anyway. Yeah, because when when I had like a picture in my head of what I thought the songs would sound like, um, when I found uh, some singers who um, had a different accent and it just didn't come out the way you would plan it to be. And it just came out completely wrong in the space of what you actually wanted to sound like. But yeah, but there's one song I actually really like, which is, um, oh, I can't even think of what it's called now. Um, hold on. If I go to my Spotify, I can check what it's called. Ah, oh, what's it called? Yeah, it's it's th- basically... This interview based- that I'll do, I'll like edit some too. So you don't have to worry about it. If you oh, have to look perfect. for it, we have time. <laughs> perfect. Um, it is called um, I Am Who I Am. So I had this idea in my head where um, where I wanted three different languages in one song. Oh, wow. And okay. yeah. So I always have the picture of being like Korean, a bit of Spanish and vice versa in the song and mm-hmm. i wanted to write a song of showing people you can be who you are you don't have to uh, be someone else for to please someone else mm-hmm. so with a song it's basically showing you are who you are and stay true to yourself and you're never going to change for anyone else and that's mm-hmm. what i wrote for i am who i am and in the in the verses you've got spanish and the choruses you've got um, uh, English and then the bridge you've got Korean. And, wow. it, and <laughs> it took a long time to actually find a Korean singer <laughs> that actually resonant. Uh, what's the word I'm looking Resonant. Reson- I can't pronounce Resonates. <laughs> resonates with what, thank you. Resonates with uh, what I was trying to go for. So you're the first and, person I actually got to help with the pronunciation of a word. You listen the other way around. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I had speech therapy when I was a little kid. So. Me too. I had <laughs> I had to take uh, yeah. I had um, I couldn't pronounce a lot of words. I had a speech impediment, so I had to take speech many many years in school. Okay, <laughs> I still have the issues sometimes today, so it's uh it's a work in progress. Yeah. Always. Yeah. So <laughs> so I came across um like. 15 different singers who sang Korean and none of them came across the way I wanted to sing it, the song. So, but like, I didn't get them to demo the song. It was more going on their profiles and seeing what type of um, songs they were singing. And I had this, um, cause by this time I've got the sound that I want in my head. And um, then I came across um, a song and his vocals resonated exactly what i was looking for and then when it came on the vocal track i was like sold <laughs> i was i was extremely happy with that and the way he took on the song even though it's a small part in the song the vocals came out very well and he comes from an edm section so it's completely different to what he's used to so and came out extremely well and I was very happy with it. So I've got two different versions of the same song. So one Spanish with English and then the um, other one's just uh, Spanish, English and Korean in the that's, same song. I think that's so cool. I mean, I, I would have never thought Korean to begin with, but I, I mean, it's it shows to me like when song when they say that songwriters, you got to write, you have to write because you're a songwriter. Yes. The fact that you would sit there and think about making a i get multi-lingual i guess what they call it songs you know that's either yeah. spanish and english or french and english or whatever they have but i'd never thought or even heard of somebody doing more than more than two that's pretty yeah. crazy and it's pretty cool at the same time <laughs> yeah because i wanted to um show to a wider audience that you can have different types of genre, not genres, but different languages in a song mm -hmm. and you can resonate in different ways right. and to understand. Cause like in today's time, you've got, for example, Coldplay, they did a song, my universe with uh, BTS. They I wrote the song before that even happened though. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know it happened. And then um, when I heard that song, I was like, wow, this is actually awesome. It's kind of what I was doing. And they had the same idea. So it kind of came out at the same time as well. So I was very happy um, about the song and hopefully it can um, change people's ways of not trying to please others, but trying to help themselves to move forward in a way that they can move on in life as well. So is yeah. that song you want to hear? You want to hear that song? Yeah, for All sure. All right. <laughs> let, me, let me share our screen so we can pull up. Cause you kind of told me the story behind it already. So yeah. I, I like that. Now tell me the story behind the song itself and what was it? It was called. Um, um, I'm who I am. There it is. It's your uh, new single. Yeah. So that's part of the second album I did, which is called the beginning. Yeah. The beginning. And um, basically that song I wrote ba based on things are going on in my life where I been told you're going to need to do this. You need to do that. You got to do this. I'm thinking, no, I don't. <laughs> I am uh, my own person. I can do what I want. I don't need to listen to you. This is uh, my life and I'm going to do it my way. So I'm who I am and I'm going to tell my story of what I'm meant to be and uh, how I can 
help others in life and improve myself as a person as well. And that's how I wrote um, I'm who I am. All right. Well, I'm going to mute us. And again, just give me a thumbs up when you hear it. Sure. Son las dos de la mañana y he estado pensando ¿A dónde me está llevando la vida? Voy en la dirección correcta Hay alguien que pueda guiarme No quiero pensar en lo que siento Soy el mismo de ayer La gente me dice Que estoy destinado A la grandeza Me dicen Que siga mi instinto Me dicen que no Me preocupe por nada Hay algo en mi mente Que quiero gritarlo
I like that. That's oh, thank you. That that's that should be like an anthem song. That's so good. That's <laughs> so I say that's that's the first time I've ever heard a song sung in Korean at all. <laughs> I wouldn't have known it was Korean. I would have thought it was Spanish just listening because the other part was Spanish too. <laughs> yeah, it's um it was kind of it was very interesting the way I came up because I wrote the whole song in English. So because uh, I don't know any Spanish. <laughs> so um I so Ricardo um he's originally from Venezuela. <laughs> the producer and um he speaks spanish fluently so um i asked him if he can translate um the verses into um into spanish and then it came out that way and i tried to find different spanish singers and there were so many to choose from which was hard <laughs> but um i was going for a particular sound and i came across this um duo singers um and they were very good, but there was only one of the singers actually really liked part of the duo and had to break to them. But there was the so I chose the one singer out of the duo and he did it, Marcelo. He did an extremely great job on that, I thought. And yeah, it's it's very tough to find singers in the lane that you're trying to find because it's a particular sound you're going for, but there's that sound that you want, but sometimes it doesn't come out that way. But for this song, I think it did justice with his voice for the Spanish part. And each um, vocalist within the song, I think they did their job very well done. And the backing track is also very good, I thought, um, from uh, Rick's aside and the mastering from Camillo as well. So it was a great team effort from there, I think. Yeah, and I was listening. Uh, Ryan had a little bit of Rascal Flats sound in that one. That's I was thinking yeah. of Rascal Flats tone. Listen yeah. to him, and I, I bet that's hard. I mean, to try to. I had a I had a, I had a interview with a guy. He was from West Africa, and of course, he had an accent really thick, and he sang a lot of his songs in French, but he sang some in in, in English too. And it was the same. I had the same thought, and we kind of touched on it. Is that music is so universal that you really don't need to to understand what they're saying if they get the if they can get the point across vocally because that's an instrument course, in, yeah. in, in itself and it's so cool to hear that i mean I, I love flamenco music so i was sitting there listening and i was like oh flamenco guitar in there because i'm gonna do a song that's got spanish and english i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be brave like you greg and go with korean too but i'm gonna put in it's gonna be like a flamenco song and i've, I've already got the young lady here from georgia's gonna sing it and she can speak Spanish too. So I was like, yes, I don't have to find uh, anybody else because I don't speak Spanish. I, I know a few words from my Spanish two class and that's it. <laughs> like agua. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Hola. Hola. Como estas? Bien. 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 <laughs> and I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's Pretty it. much the same as me. <laughs> my wife is from Germany. So she, when she's mad at me, she'll speak German. I'm like, I know kind of what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. It's, it sounds funny though. Like, um, and you've got like a few um, German speakers speaking. It, they pronounce their words. It sounds aggressive, but they actually have a great conversation. Oh yeah, I told her that yeah. is not a sexy language. It's like yeah, yeah no. And everything ends like Ech. yeah, stuffing and yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> She's so mad at me when I tell her. That. <laughs> yeah, they're having a great conversation, but it sounds scary. Right? Sometimes. I was like, why are y'all so mad at each other? Yeah. But she told me a story of like um, here in the States. I don't know if you guys like the Red Riding Hood, right? Little Red Riding Hood. Yeah. 
Yeah. Now, in the German version, and I don't know if you guys read that or not, but here in America, they didn't. In the States, they didn't tell us that. But in the German version, they cut the stomach open and they put rocks in her stomach. The grandma. What? Yeah. See. No. Okay. So it's not just me. The it's the German. The German tales that they actually come from are so much more graphic. <laughs> I wow. think. Why would they do that to grandma? <laughs> It sounds like uh, some of the um, Japanese TV shows as well. You, you wouldn't think some of those things would actually happen as well. So, mm. yeah. Ah, but it's crazy this world today, though. Right. Now, it is another thing that's universal is, guys, because this is all audio. So when you hear this, you, you obviously won't even see it. But he's got a picture of Michael Jordan behind him. I can see that from uh, here. Yeah. <laughs> he, yeah. So, yeah. I was never a basketball player, but he was probably the he's, I honestly probably. So far, I think he's the greatest of all time. Uh, he's phenomenal though have you ever heard of afl the australian american rules football. football oh no, australian, australian rules football uh, it is one of the greatest sports you have to check it on youtube okay oh, so it's australian yeah. football okay is it like a rugby yeah. style played or is it it's mixture of rugby soccer and a bit of basketball but it's the shape of the ball is nfl ball okay afl yeah australia yeah. okay and you don't wear knee pads, you don't wear shoulder pads like an NFL. <laughs> and they can, they have to run about, like the midfielders run about 12 to 15 kilometers a game. I'm not sure what that is in miles, but it might be, I wouldn't have a clue. I have to work it right. out. Math is <laughs> hard. It's it, okay. <laughs> it's for me too. I'll six month nursing. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I for medications. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I get this out. Now you mentioned nursing. Let's talk a little bit about that too, because we got music. Okay, but I want to. Sure. We want to know a bit about uh, my Greg. Uh, so you passed your test for nursing. What made first? What made you want to get into nursing? So um, when I was seven, was I seventeen? No, I was um, eighteen at the time. Um, I was doing my um, school. I was still in high school, year twelve, mm-hmm. and. I was feeling, I was like a long distance runner. So I was running about 15 and a half kilometers, three to four times a week and playing soccer and all these sports on top of that. And um, then I started feeling gradual decline that I wasn't able to keep up with the demands that I was doing. And then there was the point where I could only walk like 300 meters or so. And um, then I realized something was wrong. And uh, I lost a lot of weight. And so I was weighing about like 72, 73 kilos down to 52 and a half at the lowest point. So then I went to the hospital. They diagnosed me with Crohn's disease. And um, from there, um, from what the doctors and what the nurses did for me, I really appreciated what they did. And my friend um, about 10 years ago said, why don't you study nursing? Um, Since you've been through all those um, things in your life uh, maybe it's something you may want to do and I thought because I can high school didn't really um put in the effort that I did with music for example but um uh then it was about two years ago um I tried getting to anesthetic technician but there was only 24 places and then nursing came along again and I always had that thing a passion where I wanted to get into the medical industry but I didn't know how and nursing came about and um, did my first placement uh, last semester for HKN. Absolutely loved it. It was awesome. And now I'm going to do my placement for um, December 
uh, in one of the hospitals. And yeah, it's like something where I want to give back to the community for what um, they've done for me. And um, it's just been a real eye opener as well. Like um, very grateful to be um, in the position that I'm in at the moment. And whereas before um, wasn't as much, but yeah, it's, it's been a learning curve and I'm really enjoying um, what I'm studying and hopefully I can become a good nurse in the future. Now, is there certain like um, nursing segments? I mean, is it like sports nurse or, I mean, cause I know sports medicine. Is oh like that. yeah. Are you like an um, ER nurse or? <laughs> so you got different sections with nursing, but um, the ideal nurse I want to become is either working in surgery or okay. in ICU. Yeah. But um, because the, there's so many different sections of the body, you can work in different sections. So it could be a cardiovascular ICU nurse or could work in like urinary um, section, for example. Mm-hmm. We can do tests for um, um, patients who um, have got infections in uh, UTIs and vice versa. Um, but yeah, the ideal scenario I want to work in first is emergency department where you don't know who, which patient you're going to get and it's going to be very fast paced. And then eventually once qualified as a registered nurse, um, I want to work in ICU or surgery because um, the surgery I've had a passion for because um, like when you watch all those TV shows with anatomy or um, what's a Grey's oh, Anatomy? My wife is shows. on that kick right now. She's watching. She's like binging the Grey's Anatomy. I come to bed. She's yeah. on her phone. I was like, what are you watching? Oh, never mind. I know Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Grey's Anatomy. Um, the good. The Good Doctor is awesome. I love that show. Um, it was funny though. Um, I always liked um, House. Was, Did you watch House? I, I loved House. No, I've heard. I've heard that one. You got to um, watch that one. That one's really good. Okay, perfect. Another <laughs> one to watch when we must be. It was about two years ago during the beginning of the pandemic, and um, I was watching Good Doctor, and I was like, um, I tagged Hill Harper saying he was a very good actor and how he played the role and then next day i got a reply from him <laughs> saying um uh, uh thank you for watching um the show and vice versa and i was like i was a bit surprised that an actor of his caliber would actually reply to my message That's so I was, uh, cool. yeah <laughs> it was actually he, he plays like a quite a stern um acting role in the show and um like i wonder how he's in real life but um, like it's pretty crazy how he responded to that um message. That I was I was quite stoked. Now I've only watched a couple episodes of that, and it's been a while. He, is he the main guy, the main character? Yeah. So he's um, how can I explain it? He's so like autistic he kind of, or something in there, right? In the yeah, show? the main character is, uh, has autism, okay. and he's got a high spectrum of autism. But he, with a lot of autistic um patients or people um they can think differently to how um, other people can. Mm-hmm. And like they try to simplify in their head to make it simple for themselves. But it's quite, they're very, very intelligent people and it's amazing what they can actually do. But um, it just need a lot of people need to um, realize everyone's uh, different in their own way, but they can all contribute in as well. So there was, I, um, yeah. that you said that there was a, yesterday we had practice here and, um, one of my wife's friends, he's a teacher here in, in Georgia. Mm. 
his, he has twins like I do. I've got boy and girl twins are 13. So is his, well, his son is like autistic or, uh, Osberger's, whatever they call that. He's kind of got that. So he's kind of a musical prodigy and he wants to play drums. I said, yeah, come over. I said, well, I got the band coming over, sit in and play a couple songs with us. He picked that up like that. I mean, it was so crazy. crazy to watch. Yeah, it's funny because normally, you know, he's not a very talkative person, but you get him in front of the drums. So he loves to talk and, he, and he's going <laughs> down and, and he's hitting the drums and making the rhythm. And I had to slow him down a little bit, not as far as like timing, but because all the crazy things he's like feels and feels and feels like, OK, this song doesn't need all that. You know, that's that's great for yeah. something, but, but slow it down a little bit. And he's oh, OK. So next time we, we ran through it. It was easy. He did it perfect. I mean, it was so crazy. I'm actually going to sign up some um, around here, some um, open mics and take him there so he can play out in public and get get that feeling. Exposure. Cause yes, because yeah. he's an amazing. I don't imagine he'll be drumming with me very long. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> snatch him up. <laughs> yeah. Nah, as long as um, he's enjoying himself, that's mm. the main thing as well. Like, um, it'll be interesting to see um, how he feels a around a lot of people as well. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, it can be a bit different, but he'll get that though. I think they just stay in their own world. He just listens to the music and he just stays in his world. And he's just like, that's that's where he's focused. I mean, it's like when I played sports and I'm, I'm sure same thing when you're playing, you don't yeah. recognize the crowd or anything. You're kind of focused on what you got to do and you're just doing, doing of that. Of course, yeah. Like uh, sometimes I forget what the coach says because I'm trying to do what I'm trying right. to do. And then I got to run because I didn't listen. What? Yeah. You didn't tell me that, coach. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. That's like me and my wife now. You didn't tell me that. I've got such a horrible memory. It's so bad. And then she writes it in notes. I did tell you. Right. There's a commercial yeah. I love. Uh, it's like, I think it's like a guy, I don't know if it's Geico or if it's uh, insurance, but they're like a red flag. So he's like, I didn't, there's like this husband and wife and they're camping and they're going on like a whitewater rafting trip. And he's like, yeah. you did not tell me to get the, uh, the life jacket. Goes, well, let's go back to the review. And then they go back and she says, see, I like the part where you said you're getting, <laughs> that would be my life. I love that. It's commercial. like the cameras are already there. <laughs> right. And then she like, throws a flag. It's, it's so, it's so funny. I love that. That's so well done. I know that's not music related. And this, as you see, we're not going to stay on music related topics in this, in this uh, podcast. Yeah. yeah. Cause it's, it's more of a conversation. I'm having a good time talking to you. I'm learning mm. uh, about Likewise, Fiverr yeah. and Australia and, um mm. just just things you know korean music things that i would never have thought of yeah no, it's a pretty crazy world today even um so the main influence for um korean music would be bts and what's it called black panther or no black panther um that girl group from korea what the, i think it's like black panther or something yeah yeah they they're phenomenal as well is it like the k-pop um genre yeah whatever. yes yeah I, 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 my kids would know it i wouldn't yeah <laughs> i'm pretty sure if you say which girl group uh, is the main one then they'll know exactly who it is i'll guarantee you she would if she yeah. was if she was here she's at a friend's house if she was here right now i'd ask my daughter because she's like all kind. she's like me she's in the music she loves all kinds of music and she would flat out tell me i realized the other day that i'm getting so old because normally when i was a kid i'd keep up with music i've always been good with music and and listening to just all kinds and then now she's starting to show me independent artists that i never heard of i mean and it, that kind of goes with the independent but i mean i do a lot of music and I know a lot of a lot of people and it just kind of it's a small world 
logistically, honestly, when you start talking to people because of who they know, and then it, it, it's a big community and she's introducing me to new songwriters and stuff too. I think that's pretty cool. No, that's pretty awesome though. Um, yeah. So like independent one would say like Sean cartoon, who's also originally from Perth. Okay. Um, his background is opera, but um, he did like a pop uh, album as well. And he wrote a song called Soul Food, which I really like, and Astronaut. Um, Soul Food, I think he was talking about a girl of some sort um, that he may be in a relationship with or past relationship. And he, yeah, his music is also pretty good. It's acoustic pop and then also jazz. Okay. And actually, we'll listen to, uh, if that's what you want to do later, we'll listen to it at the very end. Yeah, um, let's good. get one more of your songs in. Uh, before yeah, sure. we get that part so let's Ooh. which song you want to do i'm gonna share screen. ah let's think about this one um i reckon perfect night is kind of like a pumpy type of being being man i would say in the album like man. Man. okay yeah it's in the first album i read yeah it's there kind is. of like a um so is it perfect night there we yeah. go um so perfect night is based on like you go to a nightclub with your mates and you see a girl, like a pretty girl in the distance and like, wow, this girl is like amazing. Like you, she just caught your eye. And then you try chat up to the girl and try and make conversation. And then you kind of just see the night as it goes along the way, see what happens, if it forms a relationship or a friendship or vice versa. So that's how I came up with the song Perfect Night. All right. Well, I'm going to mute us and we're going to listen to it. Perfect. I saw you moving on the dance floor. Something crossed my eye never before. Your presence makes me feel complete. You know that I'll always be the
I like the rhythm of that. Ah, thank you. I really do that. And again, he sounds like Rascal Flats in that part. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely got that Rascal Flats type of um, <laughs> like uh, what hurts the most, or um, life is a highway, or those type of yeah, Rascal that, Flats songs. Yeah, it's that long tone that he they draws out. It's it's really good. I mean, my like I said, I I I, I love to hear anybody that can sing like that. I mean, the tones make. <laughs> musicians make the songs a lot i mean because a lot when you first hear a song it's always well 90 98% it's the melody the music as soon as it hits you know that rhythm makes you feel something that's how you feel mm-hmm. it and then For of sure. course you got to have the tone of the singer like stapleton got a great he just, oh, Chris Stapleton, yeah oh anything he sings he it's great <laughs> it's just that tone he has that tone same thing like with ryan he's he's got cuz i haven't heard much of ryan's music but I, I kind of remember on a voice, but it's, there's so many seasons. I mean, he's in season six and they're what? Like I'm 22 yeah, or 23 20, now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's hard to, to remember him, but it's, it's a great tone. I mean, and that's, and I, mm. like I said, I hope that you guys being virtual, I, I'm curious to see, I hope you guys hit it. And it's like, they can call up Greg, right, Greg, you gotta, you gotta come on some tour, but I just got my nursing job. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's so funny. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's how life works i guess <laughs> no nah, but um he did a very good job and the vocal range in that song it keeps changing and changing and mm-hmm. even the bridge it gets i don't i thought his voice was about to crack at something like i was just listening to now and hear how the range in his voice how when it gets to towards the end of the bridge mm-hmm. it sounds like his voice is about to crack but like he gets it and it's like amazing to hear that type of range because you don't really hear it on the radio these days. Right. This is more like uh, on the radio, what you're basically hearing is um, the standardized four by four beats and um, keeping the vocals simple. And then they'll have like a bit of ad libs here and there and a bit of harmonies, but um, nothing compared to what it was like in the 80s where you got like the rock ballads of Bon Jovi, uh, the Zeppelin, um, Meta- even Metallica even. Even the, um, what's it, uh, nothing else matters. Even though it's like a bit of low mm-hmm. type of key on it, it's, um, it's quite magical. And I think the 80s and 90s music are coming back as well. You can hear in some of the new songs these days, they try to incorporate the past um, into the new as well. Yeah, uh, people. I, I, I was. I'm 45 years old, so I grew up listening to to a lot of Metallica and Ozzy. I love like I love rock, and then you go over and listen to Tupac at that well, the sort of rap side, and then <laughs> Hank Jr. I love the country outlaw side, and there's a some mixture of stuff. And the you right, the music has it's it's more overdriven and especially with country like they don't you don't hear the stories as much anymore which i love as a songwriter as a story of course yeah so they they do keep it simple and it's i think it's more because and i think it's always been this way with, with music industry it's always it's a business first so when you have somebody that they want to put their money behind and they want to front them there's a certain look that they're going for and it may not so it's not necessarily talent as much as it's yeah. the look and how can you brand them and then auto-tune helps a lot of people but i, I mean I, I remember watching a um a super bowl one year it had britney spears and justin timberlake and Aerosmith, and you could tell justin and, and britney had a harder time going live 
Steve Tyler stepped on there, sounded just like Steve Tyler on the records. It was amazing to listen it's to. Crazy. <laughs> but it, it again, it's the way they tra- they t- train them and they let them actually go and do stuff. Yeah, it was like um, the so in Perth we've got this um event that happens once a year called RMB Live Fridays, mm-hmm. and um, so you bring in all the past like like a Shanti, Akon, and all those RMB artists. And um, one of the years they had Janet Jackson and uh, in Perth and the visual and the audio didn't link up with what she was doing. So it looked really out of sync mm-hmm. um, and the vocals sounded terrible. I don't know if it was because of um, the audio track for the production weren't doing the job properly, trying to link it up or her vocals were actually exhausted and she wasn't able to perform. So, yeah. And then you hear the reviews from Melbourne and Sydney and she was fine. So I don't know if she was lip syncing in the other performances or she was trying in this performance, but it just wasn't up to scratch. Yeah. And, and then what was Mariah Carey got, got trounced for oh, years ago. That one. I remember that one. Yeah. Oh, that, that was a, like, um, was like, a I don't know what it is in America, the news channels, but I think it was one of the news channels where she was performing live at, um, in New York or yeah, it was, uh, Channel New seven or mm-hmm. yeah. And the vocal, she was trying to go for the high pitch, but she sounded like, I don't, I don't want to sound bad. <laughs> Somebody stepped on the cast tail. But yes. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Yeah, it yeah. sounded like that. And it sounded like her vocals were outdone. It Maybe because it was fatigue or she just didn't um, warm up her vocals or what the case was, but it just yeah. sounded it sounded pretty bad. <laughs> she is a she she is a great singer. So it was something on I think the end that she just she just doesn't have the passion anymore. So vocals is a muscle. You gotta you gotta work it out. You gotta continually sing. And you know she's hitting these high notes that nobody hardly ever else can hit in the world. So I get it. You know we've heard her hit and we know she can sing, but but she didn't do a very good job that night. And I I don't know how I don't really. I guess I understand why they lip sync to their music, you know, because they're dancing and that takes so much breath away from them, but it's not like country where they sit there and they don't have to do all that stuff. They just sit there in front of an audience and they mesmerize them without shaking her ass or doing anything like that. And it's yeah. same thing with rock. They're entertaining you through the music. They don't have to dance and shake anything to, to do that. And it's quite amazing. Like there's an artist called Kane Brown. Who's Kane Brown? Yeah. Kane yeah. Brown. Yeah. His music um, has been a quite influential on me as well for the past year or so. Okay. So it's kind of got me into like the country type of side of music that I've been doing as well. And um, his songs, they do, uh, the one that actually got me was kind of funny. It's the one he did with Nelly. Um, mm-hmm. Cool Again, I think it was called, yeah. It, it gave like a cool summer vibe, but with a twist to it. Cause it wasn't his true natural um, country type of music. It was more mm. pop vibe, but his vocals on, uh, on that um, track was actually incredible as well as Nelly. Like uh, I didn't even think Nelly was still um, uh, featuring in different songs these days. So yeah. I think he did yeah. one with Tim McGraw too at one time. Nelly did. Yeah. Over and over again. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I remember that song. I like Kane Brown. I mean, I think he's got a good voice. He gets a lot of crap in, in country music just because they don't say it's country, but it's honestly anything on country music these days is not what they used to call country. None of it is. It's all produced yeah. and it's all, but you know what? They're selling millions of records. They're selling out across the country. So, 
you know, that that's a, it's a genre. It's, it's a lane. It's not like you're going to hear Jerry Reed anymore or, you know, Johnny Cash on the radio, but, yeah. but that's, that's one of the reasons I do this because I get to meet other singer songwriters and I've met some amazing songwriters and singers that I was like, why are they not on the radio? And it's more, it's not because there's the talent. It's just more of, there's not a lane for them. And I wish there was. That's true. Um, like, for example, I'm working on a song called We Are Family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, it's basically um, bringing together the family and trying to show um, people that even though in hard times, uh, it may have, some instances could happen in someone's life, you can always go back to family because they got you back and how um, you got the support background from there. Right. And um, that's kind of what the song's about, but that's still in the works at the moment. So I'm still uh, working on that. <laughs> and um, the third album, um, it's nearly done. So I'm happy. But each album that I'm doing at the moment is around 10 to 12 songs. So yeah, okay. but I'm just amazed, like uh, from where I've started, what was it, when I was 16 years old, writing all those songs and to even think uh, I could get the songs up and running um, to now it's, it's a, a lengthy process, but it's been an awesome process in the, in the yeah. background. So I'm very happy how it's turned out so far. And what I'll do, like I said, is especially with your, your new album stuff, I'll put it on New Music Monday on a radio station. Um, so I'll let you know before I play that. And then when I put this uh, uh, episode yeah. out, we'll put another one of your songs in the countdown. And I don't know how, like with, with Australia, I mean, you should be able to hear it. But I also make it a podcast episode, so it's available on iHeart, Spotify, Google, all the other ones. Um, so you can hear it from there, too. And it's pretty it's, – it's a fun thing. It's basically you just share it with your fans, your friends, your family, and they vote. And they usually can vote. Um, I think it's every 24 hours is when the voting thing resets so they can vote more uh, okay. than once. <laughs> It's yeah. it's crazy because I've gotten people call me. I'm like, honestly, I don't know. I mean, I, I said it through poll for all, and it's I, I know people vote more than once, so it's 24, yeah. 48 hours. You just I, you have to check it. Okay. Because <laughs> what happened was um, before when I was doing the voting, I thought it was um, can only vote once and for mm-hmm. the one week. Yep. So that's what we all did, and then. Um, then I saw that I just checked to see if something, if it went through, then the next day it came up where you can vote again. I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> but to mention that to the others. <laughs> yeah. So, nah. but it was a fun process, though. It's um, yeah. It's a fun process. And I send it out to other radio but, stations. So it's played on mine and other ones. So you're getting, you're getting played like in 61 countries total now, I think is what the oh, number is awesome. up to. And then awesome. if you, if you last 12 weeks, then, there's this lady named Muriel uh, who has her own little indie radio station in Paris will feature your music. So you'll get played there too. And you don't have to come in number one. You just got to last the 12 weeks. Cause that's, that's the limit I set. Uh, because I, I didn't want to, I want to keep it kind of fresh. So I could say, all right, I'll give you 12 weeks. That's long enough to stay in this, this little countdown. If you can do it, it's not, it's not easy because a lot of times musicians they get busy and they forget, or, you know, they don't want to be, aggravating people like here vote for me vote for me you know constantly so yeah of course it's like spamming people (laughs) right so but it's not i mean it's again it's a business and your your brand you're trying to make yourself out there you're not being over like sending it to pawn shops and all these different facebook groups (laughs) you're sending to the people that you know like your music and your fans so it's yeah it's kind of a learning curve on it so usually 
like I said, with your first song, most people like get knocked out quick because they just like, how do I do this? And then once they figure it out, they it's fun. They stay in a little bit longer. I will tell you this: everybody I've ever had in the UK, their fan base is so crazy. That's just so crazy. They they <laughs> last forever, and I don't mind because it's you know what we had 11, 1100 something votes last week on the countdown. Oh wow! So I was like, you know what? That's fine. That's pretty good. And and that's what I do. I have to tell everybody to we. I want you guys. The only two rules I ever have for for a guest is. Uh, share it you know share it everywhere so that people can link like and follow the songbirds and then pay it forward and that way send me a guest or songwriter that you know that i should talk to um and i'll talk to them and you see it's just a regular conversation we just hear talk talk about life whatever comes up of course yeah you know if they're from australia we're gonna hear some more about crocodiles and snakes and, <laughs> and spiders and spiders you know yeah. was, i talked to the guy from west africa we talked about elephants and uh oh, banana and birds cheetahs, leopards, and, yeah. <laughs> all the it's different things <laughs> what are they called again um the the bockers yeah the bocker animals as well yeah okay. but that would be in Jobag. now have you seen any kangaroos i gotta ask could be in australia yeah it's like um there's an area that's about about 10 minutes away from me they're in the wild so you can go um see them they used to be at the old like channel seven nine and ten stations mm-hmm. so it's like it's safe for them to be over there um but then they've also in the, some in the zoo then others would be in the desert area so yeah but they um they're very friendly except for if you get on the bad side <laughs> but i do have a story about that though oh, <laughs> so, <obviously it's> here. <laughs> okay so when i was 15 I used to um, go for runs, um, quite lengthy runs, and I would go past the Channel 7, 9, and 10 station just to go see the kangaroos, but they weren't anywhere to be seen. And I had my headphones on when I was running, so I couldn't really hear anything. And then I'm busy jogging like a comfortable pace, not too fast, not too slow. And then um, I see a shadow on my left side, and I was like, what is what's a shadow <laughs> though maybe in a car or something then I turn around there's a kangaroo hopping trying to catch up to me <laughs> and I was like oh I was like oh damn I better I better run faster <laughs> I pat that did you uh, run faster yeah uh, I sprinted <laughs> <laughs> you know how strong they are they're very strong they're like a horse right they can can they can they yeah. kill you if they kick you yeah for okay. sure they can literally they can either kill you or cause a lot of um Brain damage for sure. Yeah. <laughs> One knock to the head. Yeah. Lethal punch. Right. And people are like, oh, they're so cute. And it's like a, you just see these dumb people that want to go up there and, and take pictures with it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Nah. But it's so, like if you go to the zoo and stuff, obviously they um behind um the bar, so you can't actually go and pat them. But mm-hmm. uh, no one in general would go up to a kangaroo and pat them. Like even if they like and the wild and stuff, obviously. It's like you don't want to cause any damage or harm to them. So, um, and you don't know how they're going to react either. So um, it's best to observe from far and <laughs> you can take your, excuse me, can take your photos and yeah. <laughs> and the I baby joys are very cute. <laughs> there, there's some the baby- people that will go up to them. <laughs> yeah. Some, yeah. But the baby joes are very cute though. They're little tiny little ones and they hop around and they go in the babies. Um, I mean, not the babies, uh, the mother's pouch and all. Oh, yeah, they, they're really cute though. That's, I love that. I love that. Well, <laughs> I want to thank you, Greg, for coming on the show. Well, thanks for having me. It's been, a, been an honor to come on here.
I've, I've had fun. We got a couple more questions. I'll ask you this kind of not uh, yeah, related. Sure. And then we'll do the new part where um, you, we highlight a singer songwriter that, you know, uh, so we kind of know we've talked about, talked about over an hour. So we know a little bit about you. We know that if you, you know, you're, you're doing nursing. So obviously that's what, if you wouldn't do music, that's what you would be doing. But what are like three things on your bucket list? Um, bucket list for me would to um, definitely travel around South America. Okay. I've always wanted to um, do the Machu Picchu. Um, what are the two be? Um, spend more time with family, I'd say. Like, because my, my oldest brother lives in America, another one lives in Melbourne. So it's like completely different. Oh parts of the world yeah but um yeah just to spend more time with family and the other thing would be um uh to go to a live show and hearing another artist playing my songs and that would be one of my next questions you you led me right into it if you wasn't (laughs) if you weren't doing your who would you want to sing your songs i know you got ryan singing now but okay so if it was a famous singer or well-known singer uh yeah famous um, well-known Okay, I've always thought of um, Chris Doftry. I okay. love his, I love his vocals. Like, uh, I think he doesn't get enough credit. It, like, his vocals are unbelievable, and the talent he has behind mm. his music and his songwriting—that's also uh, one of my influentials. Like, who've got me into music as well. Chris Daltrey. Okay. Yeah. yeah Daltrey, I like yeah. him. He, he's got like, sh- there's a band called shine down. He sounds a little bit like the lead yes. singer, but he's, yeah. but yeah, he, I like his, I like his style. I think he's like real rock and roll. You know what they do. I mean, mm-hmm. moving the old rock and roll. He's not like Metallica or, or uh, who some of the other, like I, my, fa- one of my favorite bands and guitar players is Eric Clapton. I loved him. Even when he was with cream, right. I love that kind of music. Santana. Mm-hmm. I love listening to that stuff. And I like Daughtry. That's he he was one of my favorites from American Idol. Yeah. Also Scott Stapps uh, from Creed. Oh. He was also his vote. Oh, when he sang higher, um, my sacrifice and with arms wide open. Mm-hmm. Just the vocals he sang was incredible. But I'm not sure if his vocals are still there at the moment, but Back when he sang in what 2001, I think it was. I was so young then. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was nine. Yeah, I was nine. So um, when I heard his vocals, then it was just incredible just to hear another side of a. It was more. It was like a mixture of um, country and rock and a bit of pop in a way. Yeah, but his vocals are also very good. So those two singers, I would say so. Oh, yeah, Aaron, uh, Aaron Lewis from Stain is doing a lot of stuff like that now where he's just singer-songwriter vibes, and it's so good. They play a lot of country stuff on it, but I like Wait, that. Stain's still around? Uh, I know he is. I don't know if he sings oh, Stain oh. anymore, but yeah, Aaron, Aaron Lewis. Because okay. usually I'm so I, bad with names of bands because I only know by the name <laughs> of the band. <laughs> okay. I yeah. thought, okay, interesting. I haven't heard their music for a long time because yeah. I used to listen to Stain well, so far away and – on the outside, was it? I forgot what the other song is, but yeah, it was one. Those are the two main songs. I I used to play on guitar that song actually. Yeah, so far. It's now, um, if, if there's doing a, a movie about your life, who do you think would play you in that movie? Ah, movie of my life. Um, oh, 
I never thought of that one. <laughs> Somebody who could run from kangaroos, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Someone who could. Um, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks could play anybody. I love Tom yeah. Hanks. I, I still yeah. remember him in the earlier day, Turner and Hooch, Batch Report. When he did the com, nothing but the comedy, you know, and then he started getting like Forrest Gump and then he went to Philadelphia and all those other. He's just such a good actor. Such a great actor. Probably the great. Yeah. He'd like you got Jordan in the back. I think the greatest, one of the greatest actors of all time would be Tom Hanks. For sure. Sure. And, could, and also, oh, what's his name? Harrison Ford's also a very good actor. Yeah. I, I still Relax. like Hanks better. I, who would have thought from Bosom yeah. Buddies to, you know, the how many, how many Grammys or how many Oscars has he won? Tom Hanks. It's <laughs> too many to count on a hand. <laughs> right. It's like, oh yeah, thank you. I want another, I want another one and I want another one. And you get one. And... <laughs> um, what's the best advice you ever got? Um take your opportunities when they're there and make the most of it. Nice. Okay. So yeah, no, I, I'll ask like a bunch of 20 questions at the end. But we've kind of I started okay. mixing in, so I wanted to do this new feature. Uh, and you're the second guest I've, I've asked. Uh, so we'll do another way to pay it forward is a singer songwriter that you know that maybe somebody else hasn't heard of, or an artist, independent artist, it doesn't matter who, and we'll listen to their song. And you just tell me the song that you want to pick and why. But before we get into that, tell everybody where they can find you, all your social media information, stuff like that. So. I've got Facebook um, for in demand. It's a in demand. Oh, so Facebook.com slash in demand one, two, three. I think it is. Then Instagram is. So it's <laughs> in demand underscore music. Um, and I, yeah, those are the two main ones that I use and also email as well. Okay. Um, so the email is. Email is in dot demand one two three four five at gmail.com as well. And your password is one two three four five. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> that is it. <laughs> oh, with a hashtag as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I imagine in demand would be is, is one of those ones that when you try to search for it's it's everywhere and it's because i know when i looked for it when i tried to get you guys originally when i was tagging you for the for the countdown oh, yeah. i was like in demand oh my god where are they and i'm like I, i'll go by the picture that you guys got with like the the ready player one oh, yeah. on it that was so cool by zach he did the graphics for that yeah yeah when he showed me that i was like i'm sold <laughs> it reminded me of ready have you seen the movie ready player one no, I've never watched it. Oh, that's a good movie because he's basically in like a video game. It's like in set in the future, okay. so they wear like virtual reality and it puts them inside of a game. Oh, no and way. So it's like that it brings back a lot of the 80s stuff. So he's like riding in a DeLorean or he's riding <laughs> in the Trans Am. I mean, it's just so you have to watch it. That's that's a cool movie. I'll definitely do it after um when I finish all my assignments. I've done the exams by sort of science. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Thank, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Uh, thanks for having me as well. And I know it, you're you're 12 hours ahead, so you probably got to get ready to go to, to work and stuff for tomorrow. So uh, let's do this <laughs> song. And then um, after that, we'll we'll say our goodbyes and that'll be it. So I'm going to share the screen. Uh, tell me, who am I looking for? Uh, his name is Sean Cartoon. S-H-A-U-N. S-H-A-U-N. Uh, cartoon. Like the cartoons? 
Yeah, literally. <laughs> okay. There uh, it is. And so for, yeah, that's, that's the one. And tell me what song you want. You know, I'm gonna follow him because I always like to follow people that <laughs> that need it. Um, let's listen to Astronaut. I Astronaut? really like that song. Yeah. Okay, now, and tell me why why you picked this song out of all the other ones. It's got a good vibe. It's kind of di- like Soul Food. It's more pop and um, like radio type of stuff. But I think Astronaut is more mm-hmm. like uh, it's got a bit of pop. It's got a bit of rock and it's got a clear message in the song. Okay. Yeah. I'm and on mute. I think he does great justice in the song as well. Nice. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to mute us and play Astronaut. What if life is just a game of luck Where the outcomes are win or lose What if I were to say to you That a life of low risk leads to low returns I will roll the dice that leads to you I'll double dare you if I lose I'll kiss you once and let you choose To stay or leave This is the choice that I have made I'm throwing it on the line To feel your kisses one more time I'm not afraid of the other side Like a jaded Life with just a pack of cards You'd be queen and I'd be the king of hearts What if life were just a spinning wheel Of countless numbers When nothing seems so real I'm tired of playing the joker card of Flashy girls and silver hearts I'll let you know right from the start This is the choice that I have made I'm throwing it on the line To feel your kisses one more time I'm not afraid of the other side Like a jaded
the kind of the childish game references where it's double daring and the and the card yeah I like that I like uh, the so that's kind of how going to songwriting as well from his hub music okay because it's kind of like clever lyrically type of work that he does mm-hmm. and it kind of shows where he can use a um a card game as a way of life right. and how it can play tricks some people and their relationships and stuff like that yep. and you yep. can make a choice and stuff yeah yeah, you got no one to hold them, no one to fold them, no one to yeah. walk away, no one to run. <laughs> Good old poker. <laughs> nah, I'm terrible at poker anyway. <laughs> I like I like playing poker. I actually went to Vegas, and um, the first time I went to Vegas, I played in one of the tournaments because they have multiple tournaments, right? Yeah. And I actually won the tournament, and it was funny because this one guy got so mad. I put him out of the game three times. He was so pissed off. He was like, he doesn't even know what he's doing. Didn't I play? I was like, I must know something. I put you out three times. He was so mad. <laughs> I can imagine. So, <laughs> was so time. <laughs> but I had fun. I, I went to Vegas and I didn't lose money. That doesn't happen very often. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause they, they meant to make money in Vegas. Um, right. The casinos. <laughs> yeah. They don't, they're, you're not going to walk away very often. <laughs> but not very much so. Thank you, Greg, for coming on the show. I, I've had a good conversation. It's been fun. Um, if you come back anytime you want, feel free to come back. I do album reviews. If you want to get your album up, if you want to do like the songs and what I do with those, it's not like your typical album review. I'm not going to critique it. It's basically like what we're doing now. We'll listen to the songs and you tell me the story behind them. And that's it. Awesome. That's thank the- you very much for your time as well. It's been a pleasure um, in this interview. Thank and you. Um, uh, I've really enjoyed it as well and got to know you as well and uh, sharing um, my side of the story and my music as well. So very happy. Uh, thank you very much not a problem and tell them one more time when they can find you and i'll let you go because i know you're 12 hours ahead of me i gotta go cut grass and you probably gotta go to bed <laughs> <laughs> very much so <laughs> awesome thank you very much and uh really appreciate it thanks greg thank you see ya see ya <laughs>